Welcome to Your Catholic Corner. I'm your show host, Julie South. Your Catholic Corner helps Catholics spiritually prepare for each Sunday's Mass, starting on Thursdays each week. You can listen to Your Catholic Corner at yourcatholiccorner.com. If you want to follow along with the readings with me, you can do this at yourcatholiccorner.com. Today, we're uncovering the biblical gems hidden in the book of Jeremiah, Paul's letter to the Romans, and Matthew's gospel for the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year A. But before that, a quick word about Your Catholic Corner. Just in case this is your first time here, regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey, whether you've only just heard of that man called Jesus, you're new to Catholicism, or you're a cradle Catholic, my prayer is that Your Catholic Corner will help bring God's Word to life in your heart through insights, reflections, and practical applications that help deepen your relationship with God. Every Thursday, we'll start preparing for Mass by uncovering the richness hidden in each Sunday's Bible readings, from Old Testament prophecies to Gospel parables. I invite you to join me and the parishioners of the Cathedral of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Hamilton, New Zealand, sponsors of Your Catholic Corner, so that together we can hear God's Word and echo Samuel. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Now, let's get back to today's show. Remember, when two or more are gathered in his name, like we are right now with you and me, Jesus is here with us. Peace be with you. This Sunday's Bible readings are from Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7 to 9, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 27. We'll start with the top-level overview of each reading, so you can have some context of what was going on in the world at that time. Then the readings, and we'll finish with my personal reflections. If you want to read along with me, visit yourcatholiccorner.com and click on this Sunday's readings page. Who was Jeremiah? The First Testament book of Jeremiah, written by Jeremiah, at 52 quite longish chapters, is the longest single book in the Bible. You may already know that some books are easier to read and understand than others. Jeremiah isn't one of the easiest to understand. It's a mix of predictions about the future and stories from the past. Jeremiah was a prophet who spoke to the people of Judah just before the Babylons took over their land. So we're talking around 627 to 580 BC. God chose Jeremiah when he was young. We know this because in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, God states that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God's plan for Jeremiah wasn't an easy one. He was chosen to deliver a tough message to the people of Judah who were ignoring God and or doing their own thing. In Jeremiah's time, there were a lot of political problems. 
Two big events were the religious changes that King Josiah made at the beginning of the book of Jeremiah and then the fall of Jerusalem at the end. King Josiah wanted people to worship God, not false gods. But after he died, the Babylonians took over during Jehoiakim's rule. Later, Zedekiah fought them, leading to Jerusalem's destruction in 587 BC. Even though Jeremiah advised the kings, only Josiah listened. Jeremiah warned of exile if they didn't obey God's laws. When Babylon conquered, Jeremiah lived in ruins and was later forced to Egypt. Jeremiah predicted a 70-year exile, a return to the new Davidic king, the David, king of David, Davidic king, and a new covenant with God. This happened, the covenant happened through Jesus. In essence, Jeremiah's message was about God's punishment and a hope for a better future. In today's reading from chapter 20, verses 7, 8, and 9, we hear a frustrated Jeremiah. He's struggling with being a prophet. We hear him lamenting the hardships he's facing when he delivers God's messages. He's over the ridicule and the persecution he's receiving from the people around him. Now let's have a look at the second reading, specifically from Paul's letter to the Romans, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. At the time when Paul wrote his letter to the Romans, estimated to be around 57, 58 AD, so some 25 or 30 years after Jesus' passion and crucifixion, several significant historical and cultural factors were at play at that time. Rome was all-powerful. It was at the centre of a huge and powerful empire that stretched across much of the known world at that time. The city of Rome itself was a bustling and wealthy metropolis. At the same time, the Roman Empire was marked by religious diversity. There were many different religious practices going on, including the traditional Roman polytheism, the worshipping of many gods, there were cults, and there was Judaism. Juxtaposed with all of those religions was the growing Christian church. Christianity was emerging as a distinct religious movement, and people were starting to take notice. The Christian community in Rome was growing, and Paul's letter was written to provide theological guidance. He also wanted to encourage unity among those early Christian believers. However, these early Christians faced sporadic persecution within the Roman Empire. How severe and how persecuted people were depending on where they lived and sometimes when. Persecution and hostilities varied from place to place and time to time. There were periods of relative tolerance as well as times of definite hostility. Those early Christians were struggling with how to grapple with the challenges related to living out their faith in a society that often held different values and moral standards. Paul's letter to these faithful Romans addresses some of these ethical and moral issues. 
In today's reading specifically, Paul's urging the early Christians to dedicate themselves wholly to God. He wants them to avoid conforming to the patterns and the values of the secular and the many other religious groups that were going on around them. Paul emphasizes the importance of living in congruence with God's will in both thoughts and actions. Even though St. Paul wrote about this 2,000 or so years ago, he could just as well have been writing a blog post a day in the 21st century because really not much has changed, has it? I'm not sure about you, for you, but for me, I find it a challenge living out my faith within a very secular world and one that's similarly marked by religious diversity, cultural influences and the occasional and not so occasional persecution of Christians. And finally, let's have a look at what was going on during the time of Matthew's Gospel, specifically chapter 16 verses 21 through 27. Today's reading took place when Jesus was actively working in his ministry. So we're talking in the early 1st century AD. The region of Judea was under Roman rule. Pontius Pilate was the Roman governor at the time. The presence of Roman authority and taxation was quite a source of tension in the region. A bit like Rome in the second reading, Judea was also religiously and culturally diverse. Apart from Jews, there were Samaritans and Greeks, as well as other ethnic and religious groups. Just like we experience in our world today, back then also, this ethnic and cultural diversity sometimes led to religious and social tensions. Many Jews during this time had big expectations of being saved. They were hoping for, waiting for, their Messiah who would free them from Roman rule. Someone they regarded as grand and important. Not a carpenter's son born in a stable. Someone they'd instantly recognize as being sent from God to save them. The Jewish people were looking for a Messiah. Only some of whom believed Jesus to be that saviour. At the same time, Jesus' ministry was gaining traction and he was gaining recognition, teaching, healing and performing miracles. He was also gathering followers and disciples. Together, they traveled throughout the region, proclaiming the kingdom of God and challenging other religious authorities. Because Jesus' ministry was gaining attention and followers, as you can imagine, it also led to increased tension with religious leaders. These men viewed him, because they were all men at that time, these men viewed him with suspicion, opposition and hostility. What we have in today's reading is Jesus foretelling his own suffering, death and resurrection. He's instructing his disciples about the cost of, of discipleship. With all this as the contextual backdrop, let's now pray these three readings. If you want to read along with me, then please visit yourcatholiccorner.com where today's readings are there for you on the same page as the episode that you're listening to now.
A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. Yahweh, you have persuaded me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day. Everyone mocks me. For as often as I speak, I cry out. I cry violence and destruction, because Yahweh's word has been made a reproach to me, and a derision all day. If I say that I will not make mention of him or speak any more in his name, then there is in my heart as if it were a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in. I can't. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is the good, well-pleasing and perfect will of God. The Word of the Lord. And finally we have a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised up. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this will never be done to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let them deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will render to everyone according to his deeds. The Gospel of the Lord. What was God saying to you through those three men? It's really important to remember that God speaks to each of us differently and we hear him differently depending on what's going on in our lives at any time. What we may hear today may be different to tomorrow. With Jeremiah, we're reminded that standing up for our beliefs and speaking out for what's right can sometimes not only be hard, it can also lead to personal challenges and opposition. We've got the tension that exists between faith and the difficulties when we live out our faith in a world that's not 
always receptive, understanding, or even tolerant. That being said, though, Jeremiah's determination to continue his prophetic mission, despite the difficulties he's experienced, is an example of having grit. Maybe he's reminding us today that it's good to persevere in our beliefs and values, even when the going gets tough and we're faced with naysayers, criticism, and maybe even scorn. Sometimes being faithful to our personal convictions may come at a personal cost. Maybe Jeremiah is reminding us that regardless of the challenges we might face when we live in faith, it's important to keep our eyes on God and be true to Him. We see Jeremiah turning to God in his angst. For us Catholics today, this can be a strong reminder that to perhaps get on our knees more often and ask God for his strength, his guidance, and his reassurance through prayer and with faith, especially during difficult times. What about those who stand up for people who have no one to stand up for them? While not everyone is a prophet in the biblical sense, those who put their necks on the line and speak out against injustice those who advocate for positive change or challenge societal norms could be the Jeremiahs of today. If that's you, maybe Jeremiah's experiences strike a chord in your heart because you can relate to how it was for him. How good are you at bridging gaps with others? Are you good at balancing your conviction with oodles of compassion? When people oppose or misunderstand you, how well do you engage in meaningful conversations with people whose views are different? Maybe Jeremiah can be our inspiration when we find ourselves in situations where we have to take a stand and be counted. When standing up for what we believe in, even when it's not easy, is necessary. Maybe we can be like Jeremiah and seek God more for our strength and guidance. Now let's consider what God might be asking of us via St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Paul's reminding the Romans to not conform yourself of this age. Today, that could be our cue to switch off from technology and maybe social media for a bit, to connect with our families and people who are important to us more than we are now, perhaps. Maybe also to respect ourselves more to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. When we're living as Jesus would do, he's the perfect model of respect of himself and of others. At the same time, maybe we're being reminded to be willing to give of ourselves, our time, our resources perhaps for the good of others, and the advancement of God's kingdom. Perhaps we're being asked to up the ante on our acts of service, our generosity, our compassion, especially in a world often marked by self-centeredness, individualism, self. (laughs) 
Thank you for spending the last 20 minutes or so of your life with God and me today. Please visit yourcatholiccorner.com so you can set yourself up to easily listen, either direct from that website or via your favourite podcast listening app. That's yourcatholiccorner.com. As well as each Sunday's liturgical readings, you'll find some Catholic prayers at a Catholic 101 level as my way to help get God's Word understood by those who were like me a few years ago when the Bible was like a foreign language. Things I didn't know back when I was living in the dark but wish that I had. So please check out yourcatholiccorner.com. I pray that in this coming week, you're able to stay strong in your faith and that when you think about maybe, just maybe, staying silent or standing up for someone or a group of someones, that you're inspired by Jeremiah and Paul to take action and that you're able to feel the Holy Spirit's presence helping to keep you strong. I also pray that you're filled with the Holy Spirit in such a way that leads others to God and maybe, just maybe, to attend a beautiful Catholic Mass service. I also pray that you will be able to echo Samuel's words and say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And finally, with thanks to the parishioners of the Cathedral of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Hamilton, who helped me bring this podcast to you today, I pray that you are able to rely on God's strength and guidance, even in those difficult times. This is Julie South, signing off. God bless.